Welcome to the EchoCast, episode 79. I am Bond Diesel. This is a podcast about The Division, The Division 2, the community around these games, news, updates, my personal thoughts, and uh, occasionally things that piss people off, apparently. Today, I am going to talk about the state of the game recap, uh, my thoughts on the state of the game today, a new apparel event, Call of Duty Modern Warfare beta thoughts, some listener questions, and some personal and content updates. If you would like to support the podcast and my other content, please check out patreon.com slash the echo cast. I want to thank DJ, Darren, Gray, Hassan, Joe, Jose, Luis, Mike, Ozzy, and Tim for helping support the show and my content. Uh, if we do hit a goal of 20 patrons, I will remove the ads on the podcast and we'll figure out some other cool stuff to do. Okay, so state of the game recap. Today we had Hamish and Thylander, and they were talking about uh, mostly gun gear and talent balancing, but we did get some other info today, which includes um, the current PTS, the Phase 2, is going to end on October 1st. Uh, so uh, I, it basically confirmed what I kind of assumed, that we'd have no Phase 3 of the PTS. Um, they are saying that we are expecting episode two in mid-October, so I'm personally hoping that's sooner than later, but we'll have to wait and see. Um, they did throw out there that episode two will be the biggest patch we've gotten so far, so more than episode one, more than Tidal Basin, uh, you know, the biggest one yet. Uh, they did have a, a long discussion about um, balance and changes to gear and guns and talents. Um, before I talk about this, I'm not going to go into the same detail that they did, obviously. Uh, they, there was a lot of info. This was almost an hour-long uh, stay of the game, or more. It, it might have been more. So um, if you want every single detail, I do highly suggest actually watching it and not listening to me ramble, but maybe wait till the end of this episode and then go do that. Uh, but here's the highlights, or at least the big things I caught um, that hadn't already kind of been talked about. Uh, so no more stack talents, and we can talk about that in a moment. Um, they did show some graphs showing kind of what the damage curves were um, for the different types of weapons and how there were a few weapons who were just really clearly better than all the rest from both a, um, a burst damage and a sustained damage point of view. Uh, and then they showed the graphs after the changes that they've done. And it seems like... In, in like a small way, there's still going to be guns that are definitely better than the other ones, but that the distance between them now is like a couple percentage points where right now there's weapons who like, like the M60 and in the current game is just way better than everything else. You know, this is going to change that, you know, the, the M60 and some other guns, the P416 are getting nerfed a little bit, um, but they'll still be good, but um, basically you'll be able to pick any gun you want to a point and it'll be fine uh there'll probably still be a gun or two who if you're trying to squeeze out every single last bit of damage or whatever is going to be a little bit better but it seems like you'll kind of be able to pick what you want one big change is that the famaz is going to get a uh, an attachment slot uh it kind of sounded like the main reason it didn't already have one is because they just by the time the game came out, they didn't have uh, the, the models uh, ready uh, to for the extended magazine, so it looks different. 
uh, but that's there now. Um, some people have asked about the F2000. Uh, we don't know about that. Um, that's a similar gun that also doesn't have a mod back there. Um, and we still don't know exactly what the balancing is going to look like because the phase two uh, balancing the guns and stuff isn't final. Uh, I'm hoping that the MK16 gets a little bit of love, but we'll have to wait and see. Uh, Fylander did acknowledge that um, he, he knows that people still don't like the stat ranges, so where you can, in theory, have a 490 piece that has um, a better individual stat than like a 500 piece, um, and said that that may be something they can look into in the future, but... It just simply wasn't a topic that they could they could take care of in Title Update Six. Now there's discussion about new gear and guns. Um, one piece was a new exotic knee pad. Um, it's it's specifically called Odessa's knee pad. So Odessa at um, one of the settlements, we know that she uh, had her leg removed uh, due to a a shooting. Um, and the, the pads that she used to wear, we can now wear. And they have this really cool, uh, when you do a cover-to-cover cover move, you put out a EMP blast that should make taking on, especially the Black Tusk, even easier than already. The KSG shotgun is being added. So if you don't know what that is, you can look it up. It's a real gun. Um, it's kind of an interesting shotgun where um, it's got the barrel, and then underneath it, beside each other two tubes um that are two magazines uh and and it holds a total of 12 rounds uh technically 13 if you chamber one and then load one more um it's a really cool shotgun it's a it's one of my favorite shotguns in real life just from a looks perspective i'm under the impression they aren't really the most reliable guns on earth uh but it's it's a neat gun and i'm glad it's in the game i believe back way back when i did a weapons I hope are in division two uh, and this was definitely one of them uh, and then on top of that you know they they re you know they, they talked again about how there's 36 named weapons and gear pieces that will be in title update six and something that was I think kind of new information was talking about how while there is technically there's, there's technically named weapons and gear uh, at least named weapons in the game this is going to be different even the current named weapons that like Cassie Mendoza sells uh, or even the splint, the, the shield splinter that you get from the hunter um, killings. Um, they don't really have anything special except a few unique skins. Um, these ones will have uh, specific talents that are perfect. So there'll be a talent that's on guns anyways that's guaranteed on each specific named weapon, but it'll be a little bit better than the normal one. So obviously that sounds great. Okay, um, apparently they, were, they kind of threw this in at the end, but they talked about how there's been some pretty significant movement changes. It sounds like it has a lot to do with um, starting and stopping, just some of the real fine uh, movement details. Uh, I'm sure a lot of people were kind of hoping that we would get maybe some modified running animations and stuff. I know a lot of people don't like kind of the camera angle and the way that the character moves. Doesn't seem like that's quite in the cards yet. Um, there is a new falling animation. Uh, when you fall from a high distance, your character no longer does like the the, the Superman land uh, or the superhero landing. Uh, they actually roll out of the fall, um, uh, which I saw in the PTS, and it looks really cool. 
Uh, I don't really know how realistic it is, but that's fine. Um, and then now, uh, if you hip fire, it actually forces you to walk. The translation from that should be if you try to hip fire, especially in PvP, you'll literally be a, a, a non-moving target almost. So I suspect this is yet another step towards uh, trying to get away from some of the metas that seem to still be sticking around in Division 2. Uh, heals no longer heal enemies, so that's a nice fix that uh, I've seen people complain about for a long time. Um, you know, I, I agree with those people that this should have been a top priority. Uh, you know, maybe it shouldn't have taken this long at the same time. Um, we're, we're talking about a laundry list of fixes that we have in the first few months of the game where, you know, there's some things in Division 1 that literally just never got fixed. Uh, I don't want to say for better or worse, but, you know, just kind of the way it was. Um, there's also more indications that you're being targeted by another player's skill. So it sounds like they at least think that in PvP there's going to be a lot more skill usage. Um, and it seems like they tried to add in some ways. So, like, if someone drops a Seeker and it's coming at you, um, there's a way for you to know so you can potentially try to uh, counter and, and try to not be killed by that skill. Uh, they, they did touch on some uh, 1 to 30 grind changes uh, and, and basically wanted to make sure that all of these changes now uh, don't make the 1 to 30 experience worse. Uh, that's something that kind of happened in Division 1. If you ever went back and played a character from scratch, you'll know that um, after they did all the changes late in the game, 1.7, 1.8, uh, if you went back and played the 1 to 30, it was a bit rough. Uh, the, the scaling didn't quite work as well as maybe it should have. and. Uh, it, it could be kind of a, it, it could be pretty rough trying to grind your character back to 30 uh, if you didn't have someone shepherding you through. Uh, they did tease a couple things. They they teased the new specialization. So they basically just said it's it plays out very differently than the rest of them so far. Um, if you don't want spoilers, I guess close your ears for like 10 seconds. Uh, but in the PTS phase one, there was a hive mod uh, that gave away the new uh, specialization. It's called the technician. Uh, so I don't know what it's going to entail. Uh, I couldn't find any other details. Uh, phase one of the PTS had a bunch of spoilers, I think. Uh, but nothing that seemed that, well, I don't want to say spoilers. But it, it definitely had a bunch of stuff that probably wasn't supposed to be there. Um, including, like, the the new room and the base of operations and, and stuff like that. So, uh, you know, so if you, you know, that that's what we're getting. But so far, we don't know anything about it. Um, I suspect that we'll get some more info, info on that soon because that's what they said. And then, uh, so my thoughts, um, and just kind of my thoughts on title update six in general. Um, I, I think that it's something Thylander mentioned, like he understands that people don't like that their build is basically getting blown up. Um, I'm in this boat. Um, I have actually been playing with my builds the last couple of days, but um, I mean, my two main builds I was using was a skill build and a pve build now the skill build i actually went a different direction i made my own basically where um i have every single talent uh, talents like in rhythm and some other ones on my guns and then talents on my gear where i'm way more focused on the chance of getting my skills back immediately rather than really like like i don't have my my skill build stacked up with um explosive damage right so what's interesting is this change actually may not really impact me that much. And I'm kind of curious to how it's going to work out on my skill build. Now on my PVE build, I have damage to elite stacked on every single piece. So it's killed my skill, uh, my PVE build, my shooting build, 
which I actually in the last couple of days went through and in, in kind of in, in the live game on my Xbox character, um, I've already changed my build to fit with this new design philosophy. I, I have one piece of, uh, of of damage to elites and then I switched it up. And the funny thing is, is um, before any of the changes for title update six, I actually think I need to go back and look at some of the numbers, but I think there's actually a chance that my, my new build, which I don't even have customized all the way I want. I still have some more I can do to it. Um, is, is probably better. I, I definitely have more survivability. Um, and I, and I honestly think that I'm doing just as much damage, if not more, and it's not just to elite enemies. So one thing I personally hated about the damage to elites thing was that, uh, I was taking down gold enemies, elites way faster than purples. <laughs> Uh, so I actually think that this switching up my build and focusing more on raw weapon damage, which is only going to go up after title update six, uh, because of the, the gun balancing and stuff like that. Um, I actually think that my build may end up being more powerful. And I think people may find, uh, that their builds won't be worse. They may even be better, uh, once they get them sorted. And I think that people will enjoy actually making builds and not just stacking, uh, the same brand sets and stacking the same talent on all of them. So, you know, I think that's worth at least considering. Um, I think that the, uh, the, the release dates are good. I know that there were some people who basically didn't even think we were going to get the PTS until the beginning of October. Uh, it's actually going to be ob- over and we'll have the release within a couple weeks of that. So um, I think that's awesome. With them talking about that this is going to be the biggest patch yet, I think people need to realize that um, as opposed to episode one, where all of the new content basically got spoiled um, by the PTS, now, um, I mean, so we have the Pentagon coming, which at this point we literally know nothing about. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if here in the next week or two there's a trailer that comes out to kind of maybe talk about what that is. Um, I'm still guessing Underground 2.0. I could be wrong, but if you think about the way that the Pentagon is and how big it is, it's the biggest office building in the world, um, even though it's only a few stories high. Uh, I suspect it goes a few stories deep as well, and it's a really large building. It's basically a bunch of office buildings all connected, but I digress. Uh, so we still don't know what the Pentagon is, and I have a feeling that it's going to be, you know, it better be better than Expeditions. Uh, and then we will, I assume, get a couple new missions and we'll get a couple new classified missions for season pass people. Um, I'm assuming we're going to find out what global events are because uh, we know they're coming back in some capacity. I assume we're going to find out what these seasons are again in the phase one of the PTS. You found reference to, to seasons, but no explanation of what they are. Um, and I wouldn't be surprised if we just find some new kind of world content or story content probably collectibles there'll be some new ones of those and all kinds of stuff so um, i believe it when this is supposed to be the biggest patch yet and i actually think it's really cool that they focused on all of the meat and potato changes that are coming and kind of are letting us be on the hook a little bit waiting for the new stuff that we're actually going to do hopefully it's so cool that they're trying to keep us waiting uh, and it's not another expedition situation uh, when it comes to the, the gear guns and talents changes and balancing and stuff like that, again, I, I'm cool with the stack talents thing it going away. I know it's a bummer because it, it's easy, um, but I really think that people will get more out of the game if they're kind of forced to um, to, to actually you know do some builds and, and not just stack the same thing on everything uh, and be more than powerful enough for basically all of the content. 
Um, I, the gun balancing, I think, is great. There's definitely some guns in the game I hope are going to be more relevant now because they're like my favorite guns. And um, and they aren't very useful right now. The, the MK16, like I mentioned before, uh, I didn't see it get any love in the PTS. So I hope that maybe it's going to get something in the final balancing. Even just an, just a, just an RPM boost is all I'm asking for. Just a little bit. Uh, some of the new pieces sound really cool. I've seen video footage of the new exotic knee pads, the Odessa ones that put out the EMP blast on, on, uh, cover the cover. It's really cool. Um, it's going to make, you know, I personally think the black tusk are some of the easier enemies to fight. And now with this, you're going to be able to get right up on them in the cover, the cover move and just wipe out all of their tech, um, which will be really cool. Uh, and some of the other factions as well. It'll be useful. Uh, I think, you know, doing stuff like um, that, like the new KSD, KSG shotgun, that, that's the only new gun they've talked about. So I'm assuming it's the only new one that's coming. Um, that's a little bit of a bummer. I would like, you know, at least a couple new guns every episode. But, you know, you can only ask so much. Uh, and then in the named weapons and gear pieces, I think are going to be awesome. I think that's going to be a really fun hunt, uh, especially because they said some of them will only be in the DZ. Uh, so that's going to give me, like, I will go to the DZ to, to collect those. Uh, hopefully I'll go to the DZ for lots of reasons coming up soon, but that's definitely one reason. That's one thing that can get me in there. And honestly, I don't give a damn if I die in a DZ. Like that's something that if, if you're someone who hates the DZ, uh, but you want this gear, that's only going to be there. I, I highly suggest just go for it. You know, you're, you, you just die. It's not the end of the world. Um, and, and, and as soon as you get used to just dying in the DZ or the potential of that, the potential of losing gear, you get over it and it just turns into another game mode. Um, and not the anxiety inducing thing. I think it is for some people. Uh, and, and yeah, yeah. So, you know, and we'll have a new specialization, which we'll get to grind and work on and hopefully get a cool new weapon to use off of that and some new abilities and stuff. Um, uh, there was a little piece uh, he talked about the pulse is going to change. They were initially going to make the uh, the reset for pulse really long so that PVP especially wasn't just people pulsing over and over again really quickly. Um, but instead they made it so people can actually build like pulse resistance. Uh, so that should be interesting and in how people are going to handle that with PVP and stuff like that. So, uh, you know, lots of changes come in. I'm, I'm really interested in it. I think that there's more happening here than people think and um and yeah so i don't know i think it's gonna be pretty cool and i hope you do too uh, okay i kind of dripped into the news part of that so you know forgive me please you know I, I i can only do what i can um another topic here is that there um there is a new apparel event uh so we'll um we'll get to check that out i'm gonna look up the dates here and give them to you here in a moment but um so there's three new sets of clothing you can get plus a um an outfit once you collect all of the clothing um i'll be honest it, it's like a bunch of world war one and world war two clothing i i don't and then like a guy with a raccoon hat i i just don't um <sighs> I don't know. They're there. It's, you know, you can earn the caches for free just by playing the game. You have a chance of them dropping from uh, proficiency caches and um, a few different uh, DZ caches and, and, and a bunch of different ones. Y you know, it's um, the apparel in this game is interesting. See, like in Division 1, 
the game released with a ton of stuff uh, that you got to pick up and then more released throughout um through the vendor uh you know as time went on you could go and buy you know new hats and jackets and pants and stuff i mean it was all like fairly mundane and simple stuff um and then they brought out and they started doing uh, they actually had a a couple dlcs that came out through the game the first game uh there was like a military one that i bought the day one and it's actually clothing i used the entire length of division one um and then like towards you know the middle end of the game they had some more events with um some new clothing and masks and stuff like that that got a little more unrealistic a little more goofy and and that was kind of fine because if you didn't want to dress in that stuff you didn't have to you had plenty of other stuff you could wear i definitely feel like division two has an issue where they, they kind of jumped right into the goofy stuff and i think it's left a lot of people including myself kind of just wanting something that doesn't look stupid and i don't want to say stupid i'm sure there's people who really like some of the stuff that they've put out but you know, like maybe instead of like flip flops, we could have like, you know, some like tactical gear, or, you know, some military inspired stuff or, or just something that looks cool and not goofy. Um, I, I get that. I get that. It's fun to, you know, if if, you, if the goal is to sell exotic caches and stuff like that, or not exotic caches, but um, to sell caches and people really have to get it. That's fine. I guess you do you, but I just, I really wish that we had a bunch more just like normal mundane type of stuff um, for our characters to wear. Because right now it's um, it's it's a bit much. Uh, I, I I just don't. I think it kind of sucks. <laughs> um, I don't want to dress up like um, you know a a a Western pushing explorer. I I want to look like a super cool secret agent that is out there to mess everything up. Um, I thought that the paratrooper looked cool until I actually saw it in the game, and it's I thought it was like a modern type of thing and. It's not, and then there's a couple new masks that you can get as well, and I, and one of them I thought was was gonna be like a helmet with like night vision goggles on it, and it's it's a World War II helmet with some goggles on it. I don't I don't know I don't understand like who wants this stuff, but I'm sure someone does, and unfortunately it's not me. <laughs> so I guess we'll have to wait for the next apparel event to see if there's gonna be anything at least I'm personally interested in. I will say I noticed in the apparel event, there's some really, really cool um, new gun skins. So uh, be sure to check those out. Uh, I think those are definitely worth going for. There's some pretty neat ones in there. And you know, you know what else is neat? A mid-roll. 30-ish seconds, we'll be right back. Okay, so community topics and other discussion. So in this section, this is probably not going to be a very long podcast, just to be straight up. Um, I'm going to talk about Call of Duty Modern Warfare. Um, I don't have a PlayStation 4. I play on Xbox, so I did not get to play in the beta the previous weekend. Uh, but I did get to play in the beta this, this last weekend. Uh, I'm recording this on the 25th. And I, I have to be totally honest, man. Um, th that's the most fun I've had playing a game. And maybe since like Black Ops 2. Maybe since like Modern Warfare 2. I don't know. It was uh, it, it was a lot of fun. It, there was a lot of reminiscing and playing it. Um, I haven't played a Call of Duty game. Uh, definitely not the multiplayer since like Black Ops 2. So I kind of forgot how kind of fun it is to 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 get a new gun. It's completely barren, and then you as you get kills, you can add more attachments, and um, the attachment system is really cool. Um, I had a lot of fun with that. Um, 
the, the movement felt good. It, it felt like um, I saw a lot of people complaining about it was just a camping fest and all that. I mean, I, I was having, you know, I'd say at least every other game of, you know, positive KD, if not, you know, going like 12 and three or more, you know, I having some good games and deathmatch and stuff like that where I didn't camp basically at all. Um, you know, the, the name of the game in Call of Duty, at least for me, was always just area control or area denial even of, you know, picking a, a you know, a, a fifth of the map and kind of roaming it and just taking care of it or just roaming entirely depending on your build. Um, that was so fun. I, I had these these loadouts where I had like a ghost loadout with a silenced gun and ghost where, you know, UAVs don't pick me up and I was I kind of a sneaky little snake. And, you know, like my, the best thing is, is you hear you know, enemy UAV is up and then, you know, you, ha you can just go nuts because they think that if you're near them, they can see you, uh, you know, and dropping claymores down behind enemy lines and popping them. And it was just, it was a lot of fun. Um, that's the most excited I've been for a game since division two easily. Um, you know, before division two came out, I mean, I was definitely excited about like red dead redemption Two, even black ops Four, the BR. I really enjoyed, even though I didn't play it for more than a couple months. Um, this this definitely kind of sparked uh, a big thing for me and i had already pre-ordered call of duty but i'm glad i did because i would have after this weekend if i hadn't already um now in the last couple of days unfortunately some not so fun information has come out uh the first bit came during the state of play for ps4 or for sony where it came out that there's a game mode that's going to be exclusive to modern warfare on the ps4 for a year which as we all know with Call of Duty basically means, you know, for the entire life of the game, because we shouldn't expect it to be supported any longer than that, even though maybe it should be. Uh, I do hate this. I think this is a really greedy move by Sony and by Activision, because um, you're basically just saying, you know, Sony is saying that they're happy to pay to make content in a game exclusive, even though it's a multi-platform game. Um, and they already have all of the people who play con you know like, i don't know and then activision's basically saying that they can be bought which is really lame um that you know that their content isn't good enough for everyone that it's you know that that the a company has to pay a bunch of money for it uh for them to be willing to let people play their content it's stupid on the other hand what i found out is that um so in in modern warfare there's going to be the single player campaign um spec ops missions and the multiplayer and the spec ops missions are going to be a whole bunch of missions and this 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 mode that's only going to be on ps4 is called survival and it's 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 just a mission from it's a mode that's within spec ops and i actually found out that it's a wave based it's a wave defense mode which i hate those in games i didn't like resistance I, i've never enjoyed the zombie modes i've never enjoyed the gears of war their you know their version of the defense mode so from a realistic perspective, I don't care that that's exclusive to PS4 because I would have never played it anyways. Um, from a consumer point of view, it's really annoying and it's I think it's really shitty. About from Activision's point of view, absolutely. But I think it's kind of funny how people are giving Sony a pass for this because something tells me, you know, it takes two to tango, and it's not like Sony, you know, was just like, you know, oh, you know, I guess we'll do it if you want us to. I'm sure it was a, a deal brokered. Um, and I think what's frustrating about it too is I've seen people say things like, well, if Microsoft cared, they would, you know, why doesn't Microsoft do this? Well, I would like to think that Microsoft has some better 
ethics when it comes to these things. Um, but the funny implication I saw was people being like, oh, they, they, they don't have enough money to do it. I don't think people realize that um, like Microsoft could buy Sony 10 times over. Like it's like, like, I think a lot of people think that, you know, Microsoft just can't do what Sony's done with, you know, buying studios and stuff like that. I mean, they obviously can, they, they, they have more money that like Microsoft looks at Xbox as kind of like a fun little project and a way to get their, their, uh, to touch more customers where Sony like uses, I mean, you know, PlayStation is a, is a, is a needed thing for them. It's a money making venture for them. Uh, so I don't know. I just thought that was interesting, but, um, so that sucks. Um, I don't like those kind of things, but you know, I saw people saying that they're going to cancel their pre-orders and all this stuff over it. I mean, I'm not going to do that. Uh, modern warfare was so much fun. Um, I'm not going to miss out on that experience because of a stupid survival mode. Um, but I do think it's a, it's a crappy practice and I wish it wasn't a thing. Uh, and then today on Wednesday, the thing that came out was that, uh, supposedly some people had dug into the code of the game and found that there's going to be loot boxes, which I think everyone should have expected. Um, but that they may contain, uh, the ability to unlock weapons and that it may unlock weapons that are more powerful than, uh, you know, anything you can unlock yourself. So that gets into a weird thing where if that's like a single player thing or even a spec ops thing, you know, that that's one, that's one issue. Uh, if it, if it's available in multiplayer as well, which I assume it will be because they said that your character will be, uh, un, you know, will, will carry over with all the modes. Um, then that obviously gets into a pay to win situation and that sucks. Um, that's a situation I want to keep an eye on. Um, again, I mean, I really want to play this game, at least play through the single player and then hopefully get a bit lost in the multiplayer and maybe even check out the spec ops. Um, but yeah, if, if they do something like that, then I think they absolutely deserve, uh, the, the, the yelling that they're going to get from so many people. Uh, we have a few listener comments and questions. Uh, first we have Joe Polidoro, uh, thoughts on dark zone requiring you to wear a hazmat build. Uh, so I kind of truncated this uh, question a bit. So I, what I think Joe was kind of getting at was, you know, like what if you had to wear certain gear in the DZ, um, you know, and, and the better it was, the longer you could stay or their bonuses and so on and so forth. So the funny thing is I actually had a, um, a prediction or, or like an idea before division two even came out where I was talking about how cool it would be is when you went to a DZ checkpoint from the non DZ area, you actually had to like, there was like a storage locker in each checkpoint where you had DZ gear stored. Uh, and you couldn't take it out of the DZ checkpoint because it was contaminated, but you could put it back on and go in the DZ and it would kind of play out like that. I had this big idea before division two came out that I thought it'd be really cool if the DZ kind of took like an escape from Tarkov type of turn, um, you know, where they almost made the DZ like almost like a different type of game mode in a way. So you'd have to wear a certain kind of gear into the DZ that wasn't nearly as powerful, didn't protect you as much. It would make the DZ a more like quote unquote realistic shooting game because your shade tech doesn't work as well and you don't have all the stuff. And it was kind of a way to maybe give that experience in the game. And that would include having DZ specific gear. So like right when the game starts, your DZ gear is just really awful, terrible. It's almost like starting back at level one in the main game. 
so then it would kind of make the DZ almost like a separate game mode uh, within a game. Uh, you know, obviously that's not what happened. Um, and I, I love that idea. I think it's a really cool idea. Um, I, it's obviously not going to happen for Division 2. Um, but maybe if there's a Division 3 one day, maybe that's a direction they could go. Uh, at this point, they may either, you know, go all in even more on the DZ, or we might just not see a DZ in Division 3. For all I know, we, uh, we'll have to wait and see. But it's a great question. Thank you for asking, Joe. Uh, had not E621. Uh, thoughts on shotgun changing damage to armor from melee damage. Um, I think that's an incredible change. I think that makes shotguns way more useful, especially if they're going to get a damage boost. Um, even though they may not, I think people need to keep that in mind. It wasn't long ago they knocked down the damage on the shotguns because of what they were doing in PvP. So don't expect shotguns to definitely get a weapon uh, buff. We'll have to wait and see. But the change to damage to armor is incredible. That's really smart. Um, it may even make it where people like use shotguns specifically for like like the heavily armored bosses or, or or for you know the elites and superior enemies uh so we'll have to wait and see but i think it's great i think that was a smart move i, I think the melee damage like in theory kind of makes sense but in practice it just didn't so it's a good move uh not also asked um any expansions modes you would like to see locations um i'm, I'm i've been kind of a proponent of not just wishing for rehashed stuff from division one but if they do rehash stuff from Division 1, uh, I, I think the easy answer is survival and um, the underground. Uh, like I said earlier, I think that the Pentagon just might be the underground 2.0, but we'll have to wait and see. Um, survival, obviously. I, I really don't want survival to be the same as it was in the first game. Um, I definitely want it to evolve a lot. I think anything that gets rehashed, I hope looks way different. Um, that it's not just kind of a copy and paste, which I'm sure it won't be, uh, but just to say it. Um, I know a lot of people want Last Stand back. Uh, I mean, I'm not against that. I think that sounds cool. Um, I'm kind of curious. We don't really have anything like that currently. Um, yeah, I don't know. There is a Last Stand-ish mode in Conflict, but it's only 4v4. So uh, I'll definitely be curious to what they do with that. Um, as it comes to other things, I mean, like in PvP, I wouldn't mind like an almost kind of like capture the flag type of mode or even a um, like search and destroy uh, kind of mode if, if anyone played Call of Duty back in the day. Um, when it comes to like the regular game, uh, I, I just I really think just anything that's repeatable and somewhat randomized and satisfying and fun. Um, I'll tell you what I don't want. I don't want resistance back, which I know is a trigger for some people, but I just... I hated it, man. I, it was just so, it was such lazy content. And I know it wasn't really, I know it probably took so much work, but what I also think is that and I've said this a hundred times in, in division one, during the story, you pick up a video Intel that shows a video of the aircraft carrier in division one that was in the West side piers and it was an LMB base. And there were thousands and thousands and thousands of LMB soldiers on the West side piers. Uh, and somewhere between the release of the game and when they released the West Side Piers, something changed in the game. I assume it was 1.4 and the, basically the rewriting of the whole release schedule for everything. But I still think that the aircraft carrier was supposed to be some type of raid. And instead they turned it into this daggone resistance mode. But, you know, I'll digress on that. 
Uh, so yeah, I mean, that's kind of where I stand. I guess I'm not really creative enough to come up with an idea of, of other stuff they should do. I mean, I'd really like to see something. Um, well, here's an idea. So an idea I came up with on stream that I was talking about is the castle settlement, which is currently not settled because of the gas attack from the true sons. I had this idea of how cool it would be if, um, I think it's pretty obvious to everyone that at some point we're going to revitalize that, um, that settlement. I assume there's going to be some story around, you know, bringing that back to life and having people live there again. My thought is what if your agent is the, um, is the leader of that settlement and you have to make choices and, and do things. Uh, you have to build it back up. You have to, you know, you get to make decisions on what, like what type of vendors are there, what, you know, maybe you can even have a thing where, you know, you have, civilians who are going out and collecting certain types of uh materials you need and stuff like that um i don't know i think that'd be a really cool thing uh if they could get really deep into that uh but i i have a feeling that might be asking a bit much so thank you for the question not i appreciate it uh, and the final question here is from short sight uh and then there's some non-division questions here which i appreciate actually uh see the first one is what is your and lady bond's uh go-to spicy food uh so uh when i told uh bay diesel about this i told her she laughed and and i guessed that uh, pepper was her spicy food of choice um she gets mad if i put too much pepper on things so if that tells you anything she's not much of the uh the spice lord as uh, hot ones would call it uh she doesn't really like spicy food that much uh she'll have like banana peppers and stuff, but I'm definitely the spicy food uh, guy or the spicy food person in the house. That said, um, my go-to is honestly just Sriracha. I put Sriracha on everything. Sriracha on some scrambled eggs, hash browns with some toast, not with Sriracha on it. Uh, that's like my favorite breakfast is some, some hash browns, some scrambled eggs and a piece of toast. Um, I, I can't, uh, I can't complain about that. Um, I love jalapenos on stuff. I'm not actually that big of a fan of like habaneros and stuff. It's, I really don't find them to be like overly spicy, but to me, it's like almost too much. It kind of kills the taste of food for me. Um, I do like banana peppers on some foods, even though I don't hardly consider that spicy. Um, you know, hot sauce. I do love me some, um, just some, just some nasty, just regular old Tabasco sauce and stuff like that. Um, uh, at Chipotle, if I get a chicken burrito, the uh the smoky tabasco is actually my favorite even though I, that's not super spicy but it tastes delicious uh so there's your answer um and then the second question from short sight uh, what other non first person shooter or third person shooter games do you play aside from fifa um not many so at, at one time in my life i was a huge racing game fan i loved gran turismo back in the day um, I actually got really, really into Forza, uh, Forza one and two, and I think even three, I played quite a bit of, but I've kind of dropped off of that. Uh, I used to be a huge flight simulator guy, uh, Microsoft combat flight simulator way back in the day. Um, a bunch of other fighter games I used to play even ACE combat, um, on, I think the PlayStation back in the day. Um, but these days it's mostly shooters i have to be totally honest uh division is obviously the big one call of duty is about to be 
Um, I, I know you said no first person, first person or third person, um, but Red Dead Redemption, you know, while it's definitely a shooting game, it has a lot of shooting. It's also kind of an adventure game and stuff like that. That's definitely something I'm into. I really like the Tomb Raider reboots. Um, I, I played the first one through. I started the second one. I actually need to get through those again. I know they have shooting, but I still think that they're, you know, also kind of adventure games. Uh, but yeah, I mean, if I look at my playing catalog and the things I'm interested in these days, unfortunately, it's just basically shooters. I've um, I've just never really been into a, a lot of the other games, at least not recently. Um, probably my biggest uh, obsession, though, which may get rekindled fairly soon, is um, real-time strategy games. So Age of Empires and Company of Heroes are my two big, my two big go-tos. I haven't played Company of Heroes two and in, in a while I every now and then I'll jump in and play for like a week and then kind of get tired of it um, and I'm and I'm eagerly anticipating news about Age of Empires 4 I guess um, yeah so first uh, like the, the the real-time strategy games are probably definitely uh, if if one came out that I was interested in would probably be my biggest uh, non-shooting game uh, so thank you, Short Sight, for the questions. All three of you, thank, thank you for the questions. If you want to ask a question, um, you can ask me on Twitter and my Discord, on Patreon, on the YouTube comments, basically anywhere you can send me a message. Uh, I try to make a post everywhere uh, to give people an opportunity to ask questions. So uh, thanks for those who did, and thank you early to those who will. Uh, content updates, um, the the little hubbub last week, I've commented on it on the YouTube version of the podcast, uh, even with a timestamp to the situation uh, or what started the situation. In hindsight, um, honestly, uh, at first I felt bad and went back and listened and wondered if maybe I did something wrong that I didn't realize after listening to it again. Honestly, I think my words got twisted pretty heavily. So if you have an issue with uh, what you thought I said or what other people said I said, uh, go listen to the podcast. And if you still think I did something wrong, so be it. Uh, but yeah, so that's the last thing I want to talk about that situation. It was really dumb and unnecessary and we're moving on. Um, other than that, uh, little baby diesel is doing excellent. She's growing and pooping and screaming and smiling and, and doing her baby thing. Um, uh, Bay Diesel is headed back to work next week, which I'll actually be home for a few days. Um, so you may see me maybe even trying to stream maybe a little bit. Uh, we'll see how, uh, the baby diesel complies. Uh, we'll, we'll see. It'll be interesting. Um, content wise, uh, I've been trying to stream at least three times a week. It's been pretty consistent, uh, recently on Saturdays and Sundays, uh, and Thursdays. I would like to throw in an extra day here and there, but I just don't have the time right now. So I'm doing my best. I promise. I'm sure when this division two stuff comes out, uh, title update six, I'll definitely be grinding um, a little bit more. I hope. Um, and that's kind of all I have. I, I definitely want to do some, some giveaway soon. Maybe, uh, I definitely want to do a, um, I, I actually kind of want to revive words with bond a little bit. The, the writing, uh, you know, the, the interviews I used to do, uh, and I actually want to revisit a bunch of the people I did. It's been two or three years now since I did the first ones. So I would definitely maybe like to get some post division two launch, uh, interviews going and, and kind of, uh, maybe ask people about how things are now compared to how they were then. 
Um, we'll have Breakpoint coming out. Yeah, we have that demo this weekend. I'm going to check that out. Supposedly they fixed, fixed a bunch of stuff. Um, I am a Delta Company member, uh, which is their little kind of fan club kind of um, thing that they have. It's kind of split between people who do like art and people who stream and people who do YouTube videos and uh, people who are kind of informational people. It's, it's a neat program. I don't, I don't call it a fan club thing in a negative way. It's great. Um, I just, you know, it's, uh, it's, it's definitely for people who are, are fans of the game, which I really want to be. So hopefully I am when it comes out and hopefully I am this weekend. Um, and yeah, that's kind of all I have. So, um, if you want to support the podcast or any of my other content, please check out Patreon. Uh, it's my Patreon it is patreon.com slash the echo cast. Uh, I do have merch. If you want to check it out, I actually just added a bunch of new stuff. If you go to design by human and look up Bond diesel, you'll find it on there. Or if you go to my Twitch page, which is uh, twitch.tv slash bondiesel, you'll see a link for the Streamlabs store. Uh, I also have merch on there, so please check it out. I believe I have some incredible mugs. They're nice and simple, and even I have a couple of them. Uh, if you are on iTunes listening to this podcast, please rate and review the podcast. Please, please, please. It really helps me out. Uh, it gives me some good feedback. Uh, it gets me boosted up in the viewing areas and stuff like that. And I would really like to keep pushing this. We found a really nice, um, a good number of listens on this podcast that only fluctuate a little bit every week. And it's been nice and consistent and it, it makes me feel like I'm doing something right. Uh, I am Bond Diesel on Twitch. Like I just said, uh, twitch.tv slash Bond Diesel, where I said I try to stream two or three times a week, maybe more if I can. I'm also at Bond Diesel on Twitter, where you can catch my thoughts, stay of the game live tweets, and the occasional foot in my own mouth. And uh, that's all I have. So, until next time. I'm <laughs> sorry.